Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is December 21st, 2019. We just watched the Texans at Buccaneers game week 16. Man, what a game. That was fun. That was exciting. Molly is really crushed. She said this one hurts. That's all she's been saying for like a half hour. This one hurts. This one hurts. Yeah, it was a lot of back and forth. And it's a game that I think we definitely lost. Yeah, exactly. And I... Except... except one one thing I'll bring up later where the Texans did excellent. Okay. For the most part, we lost this one. We gave it away. And the refs helped in the beginning. Oh, they sucked. There were a few pertinent calls that I thought they really screwed up. But in general, this was our game to lose. And we did. <laughs> and we did. The ref crew was uh, Scott Novak, first year as a head ref. His crew, none of them have been on this officiating crew before this is a new crew we had two guys had worked together on a separate crew and another two guys had worked together on a separate crew other than that totally new crew these guys never worked together before and the head ref was a field judge i think what's rj rj state raymond jane stadium no that's your question anyway he was like a back judge or something and then this year was promoted to head ref yeah, so we got a crap uh, referee crew, and it showed. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, we lost this game. This was <clears throat> I think after B.A. chewed them out, the refs, they really calmed down. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's a video on Twitter of him <laughs> cussing at the refs. Like, you can very, very clearly. Very clearly see. And I think that might have been after, was that the P.I. or the fumble that should have been ours? Oh, God, who knows? There was such a long list of us being screwed by the refs. Yeah. That fumble, that was a fumble, but they ruled him. Completely. Progress was stopped. Yeah. And said that we couldn't challenge it. Ridiculous. Here's the thing. This Again, it's a subjective rule. You know, it's up to the officials to decide when somebody's progress is stopped. But when you've only got somebody's ankle, one ankle, and they've got a leg free, their progress shouldn't be stopped. Right. I mean, how many times have we seen somebody get out of an ankle tackle and move forward? And then the pass interference that that Texans receiver like got in Perriman's way. He was tackling him before the ball even got to Perriman, so he couldn't catch it. They that was a non call, or yeah, that was a no call, and BA challenged it, and they the call stood. Blatant defensive pass interference. And then the very next drive. Jamel Dean gets called for holding. That was really ticky-tacky. And it's like, okay, you're going to call some bullshit holding that really could have gone either way, but you're not going to call a blatant pass interference right in front of your referee on the sideline. And then how about Brashard Perriman late in the fourth quarter has to come out of the game. The referees force him out of the game because of a hit to the head, yet they did not call a penalty Right. I was like, on the replay, it was blatantly obvious that the defender come in, shouldered him right in the head as a defensive receiver. No call. But yet they'll force him off the field. I, th- th- that one just blew my mind. I think he did end up coming back after the in- yeah, injury. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, in that very next, next play. play. The, I, I don't know yet, but I think the narrative is going to be Jameis Winston screwed up, but look, Jameis Winston's got a broken thumb, and both of his Pro Bowl wide receivers were out. Yeah, and I really think, not that any of those interceptions were necessarily the receiver's fault, but I think that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin kind of insulate him from those kind of plays in a normal game. And also, the three long bomb touchdowns that our receivers, it looked like Jameis Winston threw them over. Uh, The one pair minute bounced right off his hand. Right, he only used one hand to try to catch it. Uh, Evans and Godwin would have caught those passes. Right. Now, that's our wide receiver one is out, wide receiver two is out. But I'm going to say this. 
Perryman is awesome. Some of those catches were incredible. I think I counted three of them where I was like, yeah, he didn't catch that. That wasn't. He wasn't in bounds. Right. He never looks like he's in bounds, but he's got these twinkle toes as clumsy as he is when he's falling. (laughs) He still manages to get his feet in bounds. Yes. That's incredible. Spectacular catches. Not as graceful as Mike Williams used to be at those. That was his like bread and butter was that toe tapping. So Perriman doesn't quite look like that, but. I don't really care how you look as long as you're making the catch to the sideline because Mike Evans isn't really that kind of receiver. He's not a toe tapper. Like, a no, not a toe tapper. Uh, Godwin no. is kind of. Kind of. He's he's better at the yards after the catch and when he's getting hit. Yeah. I think that's kind of his forte. Yeah, we got two physical receivers yeah. out there, possession receivers. Uh, Perriman did great. I, I was really hats off to him. He worried me at first. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he had 102 yards this game. Not bad. Seven receptions, 12 targets, so he did miss five. God, there's so much to talk about this game, so much. I know. Okay, number one, let's get to this. Stands were empty. Come on, Buck fans. It's The a first kind of section was full-ish. The lower section, And then the section above that, there was, like, nobody there. Only in the end zones. Now, they have their seats painted red in the lower sections and the upper sections, so it's really hard to tell how full they are. But you can see in the uh, club level, with those gray seats, it was sparse. I would say stadium was maybe half full. So we got to do better. We got to do better as fans. You know? There were times when the crowd got really loud, especially some of the bullshit ref calls. You could hear them on the broadcast. Oh, the crowd was into it. That was yeah. A, that was a great game. Even the announcers were into it. I know. The announcers were... kept talking about how exciting this yeah, game was. Yeah, and entertaining they are. And when it call, all comes down to it, like we say... This is about entertainment. And we gained tens of thousands of fans today because we were a national, this was nationally broadcast. We were the only game on at one o'clock. A lot of people watched this game and a lot of people went, this is exciting football. This is exciting. And it had implications on the national stage because of the playoff implications. Yes. For everybody upset that we lost today, think of it this way. Okay. We didn't have anything to fight for, but we still went out there and put a good product on the field. Yeah. Very, very entertaining. But what we did do is damage significantly the playoff chances for the Tennessee Titans, who beat us early in the year, who shouldn't have. So it was like a kick in the nuts to the Titans. <laughs> All you Texans, the Tennessee Titans fans out there, yeah. In your face. There you go. So think of it that way. And yeah. it, was, it was an entertaining game, and we... uh Damaged an, uh, an enemy. And despite Jameis throwing four interceptions, one pick six, uh, he threw 335 yards. His quarterback rating was 46.8. So not the best showing by him, but Deshaun Watson didn't do much better. He had 184 yards, was 19 for 32, had one interception, zero touchdowns, and was sacked five times. Good Lord. That's horrible. Our defense, you got to hand it up. Applaud our defense. Our defense was outstanding. The, today. This was such a good game by them. And there were playmakers. They made plays mm. at important times. Yeah. We needed the ball back. Yes. They gave it to us. Jameis Winston throws it. an interception. <laughs> <laughs> and we need a stop from the defense. And they gave it to us. They gave us 28 seconds left. They gave us the offense every opportunity. Yes. Jamal Dean. Learned how to catch the ball today. Yes. That was a beautiful interception. He would he'd have five interceptions on the year if he had good hands. Yeah, he's got horrible hands. <laughs> Maybe Paraman can work with him. <laughs> but yes, our secondary was great. Our defensive line was fantastic, fantastic. Uh, you know, you say we got five sacks. Three of them were from JPP. I know that he was had, awesome. Oh my gosh, and we contained. Deshaun Watson. That was that was what I was worried about. Right. He was still their leading rusher, but he only had 37 yards. I mean, they have 68 yards total rushing. <laughs> yeah. With a mobile quarterback like <laughs> Deshaun Watson. That, yeah. yeah. I know. And uh, JPP just did wonderful. Vea, uh, Sue did their job spectacularly. Uh, Nassim had a sack. Yeah. Uh, but JPP was just lights out. He was, he was dominating their whole game plan, their players, everything. There's one play in particular where I saw him talking to Nacho, and you could see him moving his arms, and I was thinking, oh, they're coordinating something. It's probably going to be a stunt. Well, it wasn't a stunt in the 
you wouldn't really call it a stunt. JPP went to the inside, and they coordinated to open up a hole so Deshaun Watson thought he had a running lane, and he did, and JPP was right there behind him and just <laughs> fell on top of him. It was great. It was beautiful. I was like, that That was some pro-level, elite-level stuff right there. JPP, got to give it up to him. That Three was a sacks. good game. And look, they held DeAndre Hopkins to 23 yards. That. He had five catches. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, the, the key to the game was the turnovers on offense. We gave up too many turnovers. But here's here's what I say. Yes, we lost this game, but Houston did perfectly undercutting Winston's out routes. Yeah. It was it was great on their part. They got two interceptions off of it. I think we only had one complete uh, out route this whole game, and that's Winston's bread and butter. So He loves his out routes. Yes, hands, hands up for Tennessee Titans coaching. Texans. <laughs> you know what? Screw the whole AFC. <laughs> Bite me. They all look the same. To me. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm an NFL racist. Uh, the I was impressed with that that they did that. So hats off to them. What did I say? Hands up. Hats off to them for that. Very impressive. For me, I think the play of the game was that Cameron Bray drop. Oh, I, got, I was just going to talk about that. Okay, I wrote in my notes. I'm like. Everything is on Jameis right now. It's 7-11 in the fourth quarter. The score is 23-20. We're only down by three. We just need Jameis. Drive us down the field. Run the time off the clock. Score a touchdown. It's over. He's totally capable of that. We've seen it before. And it starts with a near-dare fumble on the punt return. And then it kind of bounced off the ground, and then he caught it and ran with it. So, And I had just said, why don't we have Dare returning punts? I know. <laughs> now we know why. Your fault, yeah. But he gets to the 19, so that was mitigated. Jameis gets some pressure, but makes good decisions. There's a pass downfield, but there's a defender in the way. You said it was a bad pass that OJ had to slow down mm. and catch it. Yeah, that's the one that bounced off the defender's helmet. Right. So this drive is kind of hot or cold, more more hot than cold, I think. But then Perriman gets a really nice catch. Then Rodeau gets a TFL, and it's fourth and one, fourth and three after the TFL. And we need this first down, and we pass it to Bray. He's right there at the down line. He would have had it had he caught it, and he just dropped it. There was no pressure on dropped him. Dropped it. Just flat out dropped just it. Just dropped it. It disappointed me that our tight ends were not more involved in this game. Something we had talked about going into this on a yeah. preview. They were open, but they were dropping balls left and right. I'd love to see their targets. Yeah. O.J. Howard had three receptions on seven targets for 46 yards. Cody McElroy caught one pass on oh, that one big target. One. Yeah. And Cameron Brait had five targets with only two receptions. So our tight ends weren't even catching it at a 50% rate. That's horrible. And still, after that drive, after that knife to the chest. <laughs> that was a tough one. After that punch to the gut, the defense still forced a stop. Yes. It de- gave us the ball back. Defense played great. Defense two minutes great. left. And what happens? Jameis Winston throws an interception. Here's the takeaway. We just went up against the division leader of the AFC, went toe-to-toe with them, which we've done in a lot of games. Yeah. Seattle comes to mind. That's what I'm saying. We made, if you just look at Houston's performance, irrespective of the Bucks' performance, like their offense did nothing. Could do nothing. And they are a high-flying offense. They're up in the top 10. And we and shut was running and Receiving. Yes. Our team is, if you look at the biggest predictor of, if you want to get into stats, which I don't. Which you love. I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah, it supports your argument. The biggest, (laughs) (laughs) true. The biggest predictor of improvement from one year to the next is the amount of close games, one score or less. And we're having close games against really good teams. Yeah. So... That's a good sign that we're going to do really well next year. I was really impressed with Bill O'Brien's coaching, too. It was pretty good. It was good. I've always thought for the last few years, like, oh, he's kind of on the bubble. But no. Yeah, I, I've never been impressed with his coaching. Yeah. I've always thought it was more skill on his players' part. Right. You know, with J.J. Watt out there and right. Clowney. 
Jameis Winston threw a interception for a pick six on his first pass of the game. That was that was too much. You can throw the interception, Jameis, <laughs> but the score really hurts us. Don't let him score. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. That that's what really killed us. Had he just gotten the interception without the touchdown, that was the th- first that okay. first out route that they undercut on us. When this so is like immediately his first pass, you know he's going to do it because VA lets him pick his. First 15 plays, and Jameis loves the out route, so he's always got some in there. Always going to, yeah, you can count on them. And I say this to Molly all the time. I mean, it, it makes me furious. You never throw to the outside outside when you're that close to your end zone, ever. It's just asking for a pick six, and sure enough, boom, outside, pick six. It's like, ah, what are you doing? I Through it all, though, it wasn't Jameis's worst game, I don't think, because... We were there. We had every opportunity to win it. We were within three. Oh, this was a shootout. We were yeah. We were toe-to-toe with these guys, and we won if we would have won. <laughs> <laughs> I love these, where you're like, you know, they, they won technically, but we were better. <laughs> hey, here's what I'm saying. Here's our excuses. Okay. Broken hand on our quarterback. Oh, heck Yeah. Both of our wide receivers out. Star wide receiver Pro Bowl yeah. wide receiver. And it's not just like any receivers. It's not like if the Tennessee Titans lost their two starting receivers. Right. These are two of the best receivers in the league, if not the best receivers in the league. So Who he's comfortable with and known for years. How many guys were catching balls that Jameis didn't play with last year? You know? Or this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Hyman. Hyman and Cody McElroy, that tight end, we just <laughs> signed this week. Just just sign him. He goes out there and catches a pass. He's got a 30 yards per catch average right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. For a tight end especially. He's like at the top of the list of tight ends right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to be picking him up in fantasy mm-hmm. for their championship. They, I will say that I underestimated their defense. Yeah. If anything, we could say we were wrong about... Their secondary, but I don't think it was their secondary stepped up any more than it just we had the excuses I mentioned earlier. Broken hand. James Wilson was throwing some ugly balls, and they were just overthrows. Yeah. A lot of overthrows. He couldn't. It, it looked like he couldn't get a grip on the ball. He was putting too much touch on him at times, and they were wobbly. Well, he had a weird thing on the outside of his glove to kind of brace it, so one, it fitting weird. The one you said, was, you said somebody had to Photoshop. Oh it. yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> There's somebody's the job. Bra- yeah, that was their job. Yeah, the graphic they put up. Here's I'm Winston's just impressed, glove. but there was no. I don't know. Anyway, look, we're out of the playoffs. If anything, this helps us. As far as draft position is concerned. Which we don't care about. Which we don't care about at all. (laughs) But if you want to make yourself feel better, that's what you say. (laughs) But the bigger thing to me is the fans we garnered this week. A lot of people watching this game went, I really like the Buccaneers. That's fun football. Yeah. I mean, we were... And it might help our chances at getting more primetime games next year. I think so. Because they do try to gauge who is going to be who's an up and coming team, and they will put them on some more primetime games. And they want eyeballs. It doesn't matter if you're the Cleveland Browns if you're losing, you know, every five games or losing five out of four. I don't know. There's some math there somewhere. If you're losing a lot of games, it doesn't matter if you're entertaining. They want to put you on TV because they know people want to watch that stuff. This is one thing with the Patriots. You know, Patriots have been dominant for twenty years. They're boring to watch. They are boring. You know, fourth quarter, last five minutes, then they're exciting. Usually during during the game, they're just boring football. Well, they don't really have that many standout players who are consistently standout players. Like their running backs, the one running back might have a hundred yard game, and then the next week he barely even plays. I can tell you play fantasy football. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I never take a New England running back ever, ever, ever. ever. It's like Seattle and Green Bay. Yeah. I don't take Green Bay receivers either because Aaron Rodgers gets pissy with them and then stops throwing to them. <laughs> yeah, don't piss Aaron Rodgers off. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest thing about this game was there was an Ian Rappaport report that came out today that said that the Bucks have decided to bring Jameis back next season. Yeah. Sources say inside the organization. And then for Jameis to have a game that was not one of his best where he throws a pick six immediately... That was a little surprising. I don't know if the national attention or the pressure of being on the national stage is too much for him. I'm, yeah, I'm throwing that out there. That's one thing that it bothered me when we drafted Winston is he's not good under the spotlight. Yeah. He seems to crumble. Which might be why he does so well on the road. 
not having that. Yeah, the fan, fan pressure there. Eyeballs on yeah. Him. Ronald Jones, 49 yard run today. That was sweet to see. He had see. a good one, yeah. That was a good one. Matt Gay with the blocked field goal. I know. That was unfortunate. And then he got hit. Or he went in for the hit. Trying to tackle. We trying got to a, tackle the guy. We got a tough team. Yeah. <laughs> Our field goal kicker is out there trying to tackle dudes. He didn't look like he took it too well, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was shook. <laughs> First tackle he's probably ever made in his life. I know. B.A. patted him on the shoulder. God, so much in this game. So much in this game. The fumble forced by Levante David, picked up by Devin White. I like that. And I love that Devin has an eye for that. Did you notice uh, Levante David has been wearing the green dot on his helmet? I know. I, I swear Devin White was wearing it at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they said they were going to have him on the mic. No one's asked about that? Guess not. Can't wait to hear Bruce Arians' press conference. We haven't heard it yet. It'll be at the end of the podcast. Though, I think so. it's already been put up. Yeah, probably. So we'll listen to it afterwards. Yeah. That Perriman, though, some of those catches were just amazing. But then some of those incompletes, I was like, what are you doing? It bounced right off his hand. Yeah. <sighs> Use your other hand. Yeah, you got two of them. <laughs> but still, even after the uh, two interceptions and the blocked field goal, they were only up by seven at that point. It was 10 to three. I was like, I was for sure we got this game. I mean, if, if they can only score 10 points on two interceptions and a, and a blocked field goal. <laughs> yeah. They were certainly the more disciplined team. They didn't make as many mistakes. Right. Yeah, because right after that, Levante David forced fumble, picked up by Devin White, Winston threw an interception. The very next play. Right. So it's like we couldn't capitalize on him. Yeah. Yeah, we kept making mistakes after mistakes. And then Barbara fumbled. Oh, my gosh. Didn't see him for the rest of the day after that. I know. Well, it's good to see some consistency as far as that goes because they pulled Rojo earlier in the year for missing a blitz pickup. Not that Peyton has had a problem with fumbles, but yeah, Rojo was definitely more productive. More dynamic, that's for sure. Yeah, Kappa was knocked out in the second quarter for uh, about a series. Then he came back in with about three minutes left. We went into the half 13-13 with all that crap we no, did. No, 17-17. Oh, 17-17? Yeah. I got 13-13 written down. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. <laughs> I need to drink more. <laughs> We need to start calling this, instead of the instant cast, the drunk cast. <laughs> the start of the fourth quarter, the score was 20 to 20. So yeah. it had the second, going into the half, it had to have been 20 to 20. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, the point being, we were yeah, tied. look. There's the score right there on ESPN. In the first quarter, they had 10. In the second quarter, they had 7. So oh, okay. that is 17 points. Yeah, so okay. uh, that must have been later in the fourth quarter. But yeah, so we were tied 17-17 going into the half. My point being that... You know, we were toe-to-toe with these guys all the way through this game. Yeah, despite starting out 0-10. Yeah, with all the mistakes we made. Yeah, if we would have just cut and down on half the mistakes. Right, an immediate pick six, and then another almost pick six that was called back for a penalty, but they still ended up scoring off of that. But none of, these, mis- none of these mistakes would you go, oh, gosh, you know, come on, not again. Yeah. You know, even with Winston, all of his interceptions. Right, because he still rallied and almost came back. Yeah. And, you know, tied it up by the end of the second if half. Bra- if Bray would have caught that fourth down pass, yeah. we would have probably tied this game. Minimum. Minimum. That one hurt. You don't expect Bray to drop a pass. No. So we can't be too mad at him for that. And he's, he's done plenty for this team. And it wasn't just that mistake, but it was the mistake that kind of sealed it for us. And that was that was the play right after Perriman caught that beautiful sideline pass. Yeah. One of the many he had today. Coming off the field, Jameis kind of had the deer in the headlights look. And then JPP goes out there on defense. Three sacks. And just, just kills got, it. Yeah, he, he got a sack to stop them. We got the ball back with, uh, what was it, about a... I think a minute. A minute and 31 seconds? Yeah. Yes. Perriman with another great catch. And then Winston throws an interception. That out route undercut. That was just they killed us with that. So you gotta you gotta applaud them. Whether it was the cornerbacks figured it out or I the think it was staff. the coaching I because it was four different defenders got interceptions. <laughs> and almost all of them, I would say Winston should not have thrown the ball, but that's Winston. And it's a good way to knock him off his game. When he gets turnovers like that, he can that can kind of set the tone for the whole game with him. Well, it hasn't recently because he's thrown four interceptions in his last five opening drives. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we've won. So, But it's just the repeated ones. Yeah. If you can yeah, it's rack up two later, later in the game, yeah. interceptions seem to really cripple us. But, hey, I'm I'm proud. 
Me too. Hey, there ain't no Texans fan that can walk around and say, we kicked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what they can do is walk around and say, hey, good game, man. Yeah. They know. They know we were the better team. We shot ourselves in the foot. They were sweating it, too. That we're, whole game. Right up to the last interception. Yep. And hey, that's why they're going to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I got a hint to them. Playoff team right there. Yep. The Tennessee Titans? No. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> we should have won that game. Outright. Y'all suck. Well, the best that we can finish is 8-8. Eight and eight. Still three games up from last year. Yeah. And I don't care what you say, this is an awesome team. This is a fun team. It was so fun. This is a team that can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the league. We got a lot of hope for the future. Next season is going to be awesome. I'm worried about I'm, this offseason, man. It's, what's you know, we got happen? so many players yeah, that could go leave. Yeah, but I think enough want to stay. I think so, too. These guys really seem to enjoy yeah. this. They, they like the like coaching staff. Other, exactly. They like each other. So I think that helps a lot when you have players that have bought in and they want to be there. And, you know, we had Bill Allen last year who took a pay cut to stay. And he's done very well. And he's year. done very well. So if you have guys like that in your locking, locker room willing to do that and they want to stay, maybe they'll make it work. Not having income tax in Florida helps, too. Yeah, I think so. And the weather. <laughs> That's always a plus. I have faith in Jason Light to do it, to get it done. I think that he deserves a lot of props for... I do too. He gets, these, a, he gets a lot of grief. A lot of and grief. look at our secondary, who he was ridiculed for these draft picks, taking three defensive backs right in a row. Yeah. We have an all-new secondary, and then B.A. says, oh, look, our secondary's totally fixed, and they didn't do so great through the first half of the season. Until we got rid of Hargreaves. Until we got rid of Hargreaves. Which you got to hand it to Light for that, too, which he's, he doesn't have a problem doing. If you don't perform, boom, you're cut. He cut. He's cut. How many first rounders? A lot. Yeah. Noah Spence, uh, Vernon Hargreaves. Noah was second round. Was he? I think so. Second round? He was high up there, though. Not not a player that you expect to be cut out right like that. Like a Guayo. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a big pick, and he he got like, a he got a lot of shit for it too. Yeah. So he doesn't have a lot of pride. It seems. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or he's got really thick skin. Either way. But finding these defensive backs who have really come into their own this season. Oh, God, yeah. They were knocking balls down left and yeah. right. Yeah, Sean Murphy, Bunting, he well, had they, a sack. There were, what, six pass defenses yeah. today? Yeah, and Damakong Su had one. Isn't <laughs> that <laughs> crazy? Uh, uh, you know, we had uh, five TFLs. And five sacks. Just outrageous. Yes, and this is something I learned from the Shiana days. Never thought about it before, but tackles for a loss are the same as a sack. And we've had over twenty in the past three games. Levante David used to be to so good at those. Yeah, Levante David was the bomb. Do the kids still say that anymore? The bomb. No, uh, no, uh, no. I think age? that kids born now wouldn't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> They'd probably call the government on me. He said a bomb. <laughs> I want to give some props to Darian Stewart, too. He showed up last game. Yeah, he just popped up out of I nowhere. I know, out of nowhere. And last game, he almost got that interception, but they it hit the ground, although I didn't agree with that call because he couldn't either. see that in couldn't the ball. Couldn't see it. I don't know how they turned that over. And then today he showed up. He had a pass defended. So he seems like a serviceable guy back there to give us some depth. Yeah, in, in rotation. I mean, he's not back there. He's only getting a few snaps a game, and he's making plays. It's the first time in a long time that I am so excited when our defense gets on the field. <laughs> no. I don't remember ever feeling like this, like maybe during Shiano, but then the pass defense was so atrocious it didn't really matter, even though the run defense was so good. But they're just fun to watch. We have so many playmakers. You just never know who is going to make the next play. Mm-hmm. Anybody on our, on our defensive line. Could yes. make a play at any yep. time. At any time. Linebacker, same thing. Like Levante, forcing fumbles. Mm-hmm. Devin White picking them up, running them back. And then the secondary, a, uh interception or a good pass defense. Batting balls down. Yeah. Tip, tipping balls. Bunting had another tip today. Blitzing in. I'm just really impressed with how far the team has come. We did a great job containing uh, Deshaun Watson. I know. I really, really great. He did have a couple where he squeaked out of there, but yeah, one on you third kind of down. expect that too, though. Yeah, he's That's good. what he's so good at. Yeah. It was just such a fun game. Very fun. I really liked the announcers. They were excited. They, were they loved Rich this game. Eisen. Yeah. I mean, he sees a lot of games. He watches a lot of football. Yeah. He has seen a lot of football in his yeah. life. Yeah. I was watching his radio show. I didn't even know he had, well, I knew he had a, a show, but it was on uh, YouTube, I think. 
And man, he was like dead serious. I've always seen him as the more jocular, kind of goofy, goofing around. Yeah, yeah. No. When he runs that forty-yard dash every year for <laughs> St. Jude's. Yeah, but he was dead serious. It was like thirty minutes. It was kind of weird. Um, I think that his father just passed because he brought it up on on the show. No, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. So that might be it. But I don't watch the show regular regularly. I just saw it on Twitter. This game had some interesting stats in it. We were talking about that earlier. Levante David had 10 tackles on the game, putting him at 999 for his career. Oh. This is per Greg Allman. He's going to break 1,000 He will be the sixth active NFL player with 1,000 Wow! next week. Wow. So awesome. He's so underrated. Mm. Criminally underrated. Although he did have that... Uh, 14 caught that long bomb on Levante David. But David was was right there. He was like an inch away. He would have had that. I don't even know if it was an inch. I said a half an inch. So close. It was incredible that he kept up with a wide receiver that far downfield. Yeah. Our team is really good. This is a really good fucking football team. I know. (laughs) I'm on top of the world. Just imagine the strides we can make in an offseason. Yeah, this team I just, just think we have so many pieces in place that we're going to upgrade some things, but they're not necessarily a huge glaring need. Yeah, I mean, what needs to be upgraded, really? I mean, seriously. Some more depth at offensive line, I think. Okay, you, yeah. you maybe draft yeah. somebody, develop a guy like kind of like a Kappa. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Running back, I think you could upgrade. I don't you, know. You know, I, I'm a big fan of running backs that are made by offensive line. I'm yeah. Not, there's been very few running backs I've seen that have gone from good offensive line teams to bad offensive line teams and done well. You know, so to me, it, it says that offensive lines make running backs. Which was weird because in the preseason, we thought their run blocking was spectacular. The first couple of spectacular, games. And the pass protection was gone awful. And yeah, then it really it flip-flopped. Yeah, it really did. I thought Donovan Smith and DeMar Dotson, I, th- I thought the whole offensive line played great. I d- haven't seen the game film yet, but I think that I didn't see too many mistakes as far as that's concerned. Yeah, Jameis had all day back there. How many sacks did he get? I think three. Three? Two or three? Three, yeah, for only six yards. A lot of those are Jameis Winston sacks, too, where right. he, he runs out of the pocket and gets caught from behind or something. Today, Jameis surpassed Dan Marino for the second most passing yards through five seasons. What? What's number one? Peyton Manning. With how many? 20,618. How far does Jameis have to go to beat that? I can't remember. I don't think he's going to beat it this season. He needs another 5,000 yards. We can get 5,000 yards week 17. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 5,000 yards. I know. I can't. I, it was on a graphic somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Christmas is coming up. No, I was really this, hoping to have a win for Christmas. No, I'm I'm proud of this game. I'm proud of it. Yeah, it, it it hurts to lose, especially when you know you're the better team. Could you imagine if we would have had Evans or Godwin or both of them? That would have been another three or four catches right there. Yeah, that would have made a difference. Made a difference. Cameron Bright catching that pass on fourth. The Cameron Bright doesn't drop passes. I know. What's going on with that? He went through a spell, though, where he had, like, four drop passes. They have got to work with these tight ends in the offseason. What are they doing with them? I don't know. I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. They need to get that hammered out. Uh, the coaching staff needs to figure out what they're going to do. We've got—they've really got to incorporate them in the game. I mean, I give Byron Leftwich a ton of props. What was it, a couple weeks ago? His game plan was just perfect. Say the Jaguars, I think it was. Maybe. God, I, I don't think I've ever seen that many open receivers since we played Chicago a couple years ago. But the tight ends have got to be utilized or or traded because they're not they're not bad blocking tight ends. Although OJ Howard, I would say he's a little bit below average, but they're great receiving tight ends. Other than the fact that they couldn't catch a damn ball today, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> are they good at anything? Oh, are they good at anything? <laughs> they're good on yes, paper. Yes, they are good. Oh. Okay, I'll say that. I'll say that. Key to losing the game today was our tight ends. You know why I'm going to say that? Because they should have stepped up. Yes, exactly. But more than that is because I predicted that the Titans <laughs> would have... Would be the key to the game. Would be the key to the game, and they didn't do it. And I'm going to say that about O.J. Howard. I like O.J. Howard. I really do. I really, 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 really liked how Cutter utilized him, especially with those sneaky... I don't even know what they're called. Uh, passes, and we did, we've done it a couple times this year, and he's done really good with them. Where he goes down the line like he's blocking and shoots out towards the left, whatever. But this year, O.J. Howard has really 
fallen. But now I'm going to say we have not utilized him as much and as properly. Consist- yeah, properly as we should have. But when he's gotten his opportunities, he's failed. So. You know, I'm going to say, O.J. Howard has not lived up to this year's expectations. And you can put it a little bit on him and a little bit on the coaching staff. One thing I like about this coaching staff, though, is he knows next year he can lose his job. This coaching staff does not care where you were drafted, you know, what your uh, role on the team is, how long you've been here. If you don't perform, you're out. If you fumble, guess what? You're not getting the ball anymore. You miss a blitz pickup, you ain't getting the ball anymore. Yeah, other than that, I can't think of anything where they held people accountable other than the running backs. <laughs> I know, like even Vernon Hargraves, who obviously did not want to do special teams. Right. So what do they do? They reward him by taking him off special teams. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Psychology 101. <laughs> no, I like this team. Like them. Like them. Like them a lot. I don't see a lot that needs to be improved. As a matter of fact, I'd be happy if this exact team came back next year. Exactly. Giants game, missed by a foot, a literal foot, a foot that kicked the ball, and the ball that was a foot away from going into the field goal thingies. Tennessee, one less turnover, one less turnover. We gave them so much. We gave them so much. And that's what happened this game, too. Right, yes. And and look, at it, it was a very close game all the way to the end. Like B.A. said, we like to be generous with the other team and spot them a few points. Yeah, what did he say, 14 or 17? I think he said 17 points. Yeah. He said, that's what we got to get under control. (laughs) We lead the league in points scored off of turnovers and points allowed off turnovers. Hey, you got to hand it up to our defense, man. Those guys. They're so so fun. Yes, every turnover was a detriment to our defense. They yeah. were they were put in bad situations five times today. Yeah. And three of those times they really, really, really stepped up well. And the one time the first time they didn't get up on the field. Well none of them oh, did right. they screw up. Right. Those five times they held their own. Yeah. I like this team, man. I'm excited about it. You know what's sad? Here's what's sad. We only have one game left. One game left. Ah. Oh. But we're going to be watching this series all year, all off season. Yeah. We're going to be watching this team. Because we'll watch every two or three days. We're like, let's watch some football <laughs> during off season. So we'll end up watching, go do it like four hours straight at condensed games. So we'll get like five games in. A whole season's worth. We should do that. You know, we're going to. Our score predictions were not on point. Really? Although we did predict it to be a close game. That's how I felt. I was like, gosh, we're right on point with our how we felt this game was going to go. I predicted 32-29 bucks, and you predicted 32-28 bucks. What was the final score? 23-20. to 20. Yeah. So okay. there weren't as many points put up, but yeah. it was still a close one. But the big thing, the takeaway from that is we predicted a close game. This is a close game against one of the AFC's best premier teams. And honestly, everybody that watched that knows we were the better team. Yeah. Even Texas fans got to admit, eh, you know. I don't though are you a better team if you're turning the ball over four times texas fans can say they force those turnovers but buccaneer fans know that the those, truth yeah that that uh james hyde showed up yeah but there were points where he almost brought his back so but it wasn't I, a complete meltdown by him i don't yes i don't fault him at all i mean the guy was out there that broke a finger yeah broke a finger he had orthopedics on his thumb so And it was still close. It was 23 to 20. Yeah, and every team goes through this. I'm not giving us excuses as to why we lost the game. I'm just pointing out why we lost the game. Number one, wide receiver out. Number two, wide receiver out. <laughs> Quarterback throwing the ball has broke thumb. And we still stayed toe-to-toe. Our defense, incredible. Incredible. They stepped up. And this is what we talked about. Because Winston couldn't play effectively. They stepped up. And took this game. And to. They handed it to Jameis to win the game. They gave him multiple opportunities. Yeah, too. Right there at the end. Yeah. yeah. Good opportunities, too. Yeah. I was really surprised by that ending. We had, what, 30, 39 seconds left? Yeah. Jameis did that check down. I was like, what are you doing? Right. And then the sec- with instead of throwing a bomb at the end, he throws another check down. I was like, uh, you got these, these st- check downs are stuck in his head now. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but right. when you're trying to win the game at the last second. Yeah, we needed a Jameis Hail Mary. Yes. And a Mike Evans out there, too. Right. Perriman, though. We could have thrown that bitch five five yards out of bounds. Perriman would have caught it. What the? Awkwardly as Oh, my possible, God. I know. He would get it. His toes he, would be in. 
He looks like, remember, have you seen the baby giraffes when they're born, when they're trying to stand up? <laughs> when they fall out. <laughs> it's all like limbs everywhere. Terrible, but he ends up getting like four inbounds. You're like, how many limbs you got? <laughs> I like him. I like Perriman, man. And midway through the season, we're like, he's a bum. Get oh, him out of here. I, fe- he, I didn't see, he, he was giving up on routes, it looked like. I and know. Not extending for plays. Trying to do that one-handed shit. And he did that today, and that pissed me off. Touchdown. He wanted to one-hand it. I love the team's resiliency, though. It seems like everybody on the team kind of has a story like that. Like Devin mm-hmm. White yeah, didn't good show point. up for a while. Mike Evans was having problems. Devin White. OJ Howard. Devin White's prize horse died. <laughs> That was so sad. Yeah, look at him. He's out there kicking butt. That's resiliency. Yeah. Exactly what you were saying. The secondary getting a bad rap for weeks. First half of the season. Taking a ton of flack. Oh, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. But... But, right, but to be able to make corrections, to get better, to not be discouraged mm, by all the criticism that you're getting. That is so huge. your skill level, not to doubt yourself. They overcame the media and the fans... Both crapping on them, and they're young back there. Um, resiliency. We're talking about Jameis Winston can throw an interception, a pick six, a pick six to start the game. How many times have we seen that this year? And I'm confident we're still going to win. We know that we can put up some points. Yeah, we know that he can match that. That's resiliency. We punch us in the face. We don't care. We're coming back out there. We're going to punch you in the face. And we do. We slug it out all the way through. Yeah. Ain't nobody kicked our ass this year. Ain't nobody kicked. New Orleans. Was the closest. Yes. New Orleans. The second Carolina game. Yeah. We got the, we got that excuse about the London travel. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. They but just teleported it, it wasn't a kick. In it. it wasn't an ass kicking. For, okay. In relative sense, for the way the Buccaneers have been playing, but it hasn't been a 42 zip. Right, no, we haven't uh, had one of those. 35-3. No, we have not had that at all. And we stayed toe-to-toe to San Francisco, New Orleans, Texans. Seattle. Seattle. And Seattle! Come the, on. The Titans? Yeah, no, I'm fucked Titans. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed toe-to-toe with them. Yeah, that's true. And and they're they're a good football team. Very Indianapolis, uh, very we had physical. a 10-point deficit to start the game. Yeah, we're a resilient team. Nothing hurts us, man. We're like uh, Teflon. It just bounces right off of us. It's like every time we're on the field, both offense and defense. I'm not saying special teams yet. They've really disappointed me this year. Although Matt Ryan, or not Matt Ryan, Ryan Smith, Smith, 29, changed our special teams. Our special teams is not really good. But it was really bad at the beginning of the year. When he when he came back, automatically flipped it. And he's really made it an above-average special teams. But still, overall, I've been impressed. Our return that. game is not great. No. So maybe we could upgrade there. And that doesn't mean anyone losing their job. It just means bringing someone in that. I could see getting a specialist that can do something else, like a wide receiver or something like that. Yeah. Like a fourth string, something like that. But get a specialist. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. What specialists are out out there now? Is that a thing teams do? I don't think so anymore. Right. Yeah. Because they're so, I don't know, the special teams is so. uh, They've neutered it. Yeah. Offense heavy. God. Sad. There is one thing on special teams that is a bright spot besides Ryan Smith, and that is Bradley Pinion. Today, he marked the most touchbacks in a season in NFL history. Whoa. Really? Yeah. So he's very underrated. Never thought about that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so we've got this crippled offense. It's crippled, and I'm like, that's not an excuse as to why we lost or anything like that, because all teams go through this crap and everything. But it shows, what was the word you used? Resiliency. Our defense held Deshaun Watson to 184 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, five sacks, a 62.5 passer rating. He had 37 yards of rushing on seven attempts. Our defense... Our defense gets game ball for today. JPP had three sacks. And not just three sacks, three quality sacks. That mattered. At that matter, crucial time sacks. Five pass defenses. God, we're setting records with pass defenses. I swear, I swear to God. Two fumbles, one recovered. That was beautiful by our, our tandem. Yeah, Le- Levante. Levante, 45 54. Yeah. 5544 five, four, or 4455? Four, four, five, five, four? Yes. <laughs> Six quarterback hits. Five sacks, five tackles for a loss. So 
mathematically, that's 10 sacks. <laughs> that's football math. That's football math. I'm very encouraged by everything I've seen, even with Jameis. Throwing interceptions on opening drives. First pass, interception, yeah. pick six. But make it a pick 12. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to spot you 17 points. Yeah, exactly. We gave them 17 points. They only scored 23 the whole game. We take the ball. <laughs> so their offense basically only scored six points. They're, we take the ball. We win the coin toss. And we take it just to give them points immediately. It's like, yeah, we, this, this is the only way we can You're make gonna sure. You're going to need this. Yeah. We're handicapping you. We're giving you a handicap. <laughs> That's what we should call it, the handicap. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't win the coin toss. We gave them a handicap. Hey, I'm happy with that. I like a, I like a defensive team. Oh, and Vernon Hargraves, where was he all day? Flopping around. <laughs> he did have three tackles and one TFL. Oh, screw him. So there he was, but... I don't remember any of them. I don't either. I don't even remember him seeing him. Maybe we blacked that part out. Yeah, probably. I just totally ignored all the numbers on their jerseys. So. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what Bruce Arians has to say. And with that, we're going to wrap this up. If you want to uh, hang out and listen to the Bruce Arians post-game press conference, find out what he's got to say. Always good information. Uh, a lot of it contradicts what we say, but the vast majority of it is spot on. It's one of the reasons why I like Bruce Arians. <laughs> He confirms my bias. Yeah, exactly. It was a good team win. I think we should hold our heads up high. Oh, yeah, definitely. Enjoy your football on Sunday. I want to go out like this proud at the end of the season. I do, too. And now we have an opportunity to host Atlanta and beat the shit out of them in our stadium. That's going to be fun. We're just going to take a lot of pinup frustration out on it. I know. We're going to end a lot of careers next week. Probably Quinn's for sure. Yeah, I think so. Although we are beat up. So and they, they play the Jaguars to, tomorrow, so they might have an easy win, ride that momentum. Mm. But we have a loss where we should have won, so maybe that'll be motivating on the Bucks side. Don't know. After the results of next week, we'll make up our minds on that. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Hang out for the Bruce Arians postgame press conference if you would like. If not, till next time. Go Bucks. Take on Jameis's picks today. Uh, the first one just squatted on the route. You know, Justin, he's run the out route, and the guy just squatted on it. But uh, the last one, same thing. But you just can't have them. You can't have that many. He's um, going to the right guys. Those guys got to win too. You know, we've been winning one on one. He's used to the guys winning one on one when he when he reads it properly and when it win. But uh, reaction to the NFL Network report this morning that the team's already decided to bring James back? There's been no decision on any player. We don't make those decisions till the season's over. Coach, the fourth down play, there's nobody more money than Cameron Bray. I don't think he's dropped a pass in two years. Were you the most surprised guy he dropped it? Yeah, probably. I think he was probably more surprised, you know, and probably we're in field goal range and uh, got a chance to go and win the game. So, yeah, that was, that was a big one, big one. We had, we had touchdowns. Wide open and going off fingertips all day. Bruce, you had two touchdowns late in the first half. There's high enough, and then only three points in the second half. Is there anything they did to adjust to, to keep the offense in check? Well, we turned it back over, you know. Um, so it's it's just a matter of field position, and no, there was no there was no big changes. Bruce, even with all the turnovers, your defense kept giving you chance after chance to stay in the game, making big plays, getting takeaways of their own. What can you say about the way they played? Defense today? played. They, they played winning football today. Our special teams and offense did not. Um, you know, we start on the 17-yard line about every kickoff. Guys just not getting their man blocked. So tough field position and then the turnovers uh, are the story. But we still, we got OJ for a touchdown to win the game. You know, off his fingertips, we had Brichard in the end zone. Just difference in playing in a dome and playing outside in the wind. Chris, what aspect of the Bruce. game was this most with Chris and Mike out? Yeah, those one-on-one matchups that we win all the time was with guys that aren't quite there as good as him. Chris, I know that Coach Cobb Bowles probably emphasized all week, don't let number four out, don't let number four out. He's just that good of an athlete, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and then we let him out a couple of times, especially to his right. And uh, and that was the plan not to let him out to his right. But we, we tried to get some sacks, and he beat us. Bruce, you had, you had a fourth and one there with about eight minutes to play. Uh, you took the field goal to, to tie. Is there any thought, to, any conversation to, to we go We talked about it. I didn't like to play. So, uh, so we kicked the field goal to tie it. 
And then on that fourth down late, you guys had a, a third and one play after the Perriman catch, and it looked like kind of rushed the play to the line of scrimmage. Was that by design or trying to avoid the play? By design. And uh, they didn't block the guy. Chris, on some of Houston's kickoffs, you know, they were down to the one-yard line. Would you like to have seen Dare let that ball get in the end zone rather than bring it? No, you can't take a chance to let it hit the ground bounce forward. You know, he's got to field that ball in the one. And it's great kicking, but really poor blocking on our part. Coach, to say you didn't get an understatement with any of the challenge is an understatement. That had to be a fumble, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it was ruled dead. Forward progress, so I can't challenge. You've gone back and forth with officials on, on pass interference all year, but that, that call would, would look kind of the face guarding there. Did they give you a reason for why that wasn't pass interference? That the ball and, the, and he got there at the same time. He must have been looking at a different tape than me. Bruce, last week, Jameis threw the ball really well and accurately with the glove. You think it was more the wind today? Than yeah, it was the wind. Than... Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Coach, was it nice to see Ronald Jones finally break a big run? Yeah, yeah, we've needed it. And, uh, you know, he was he was pretty solid all day in the receiving game and, and the running game. Um, Bruce, can you comment on the play of Brashad Perriman? Didn't get in the end zone today, but made several big catches. Oh, yeah, it was, you know, I thought he had one of his better games, you know. Um, was open. We missed him a couple of times. But, uh, yeah, big, big third down plays, and uh, he's a heck of a player. What was the key, Bruce, to, to keeping DeAndre Hopkins and, and making him a non-factor as much as you guys did today? Carlson did a great job on him. You know, Carl's long, he's physical, and they were beating each other up pretty good. Coach, two weeks ago you said, next man up, just catch the damn ball. That's pretty much it, isn't it? That's all, that's all that had to happen. That's all that had to happen. Cody McElroy did it. You know, he got his chance, made a hell of a play, got us back in the game. Coach, how do you guys put this one behind you quickly to carry the momentum you've had coming into this week? Yeah, we do because, you know, we don't want to go out. This team is not losers. You know, we want to win this last game, get to 8-8, eight and, eight and, and and build from there. Bruce, Jamel Dean said some struggles catching the ball, but that was a hell of an interception. Yeah, he's worked hard at it. I mean, you, he's, he's before practice, after practice, always somebody having to throw the ball. That was a great interception. Bruce, in general, just losing a game like this where your defense plays so well, a lot of people played well, and it's it's pretty much on four interceptions. I mean, how do you how do you square that with your team, and just how do you look at it overall? That same guy threw four touchdowns last week. You know, he threw a couple touchdowns to, to tie it for us, and uh, the last one um, was just a poor decision. But uh, that uh, we had our chances to win. It's a, it's a team game. It's not a one man game. He didn't he didn't lose the game. Uh, he didn't help us win the game, though. Coach, you said at the beginning of the year you wanted Jameis to make better decisions. You just called that one a poor decision. Have you seen that decision decision making improving over the year? Or does it still need to get drastically better? No, it's been it's been better and better each week. Um, there are still some that tr- he trusts guys sometimes, and uh, he trusts them more than I do. Coach, it looks like the one thing Jameis really has to work on is manipulating the defense with his eyes. Would you say that? No, not at all. He he actually does it too much. He tries to look safeties off too much, and it costs him a couple completions where he's looking off instead of getting his eyes on who he's thrown to.